Today we're continuing our short series on responses to viewer and listener questions. So today we're talking about cancel culture and an old Christian heresy called Gnosticism. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here. Good to be with you. Thank you for spending a little time with me today. In this episode, we're continuing now what will likely be a handful of episodes uh, where I'm trying to respond to a number of questions that I've received. Um, and as I've said before, I would welcome you to continue to send those questions. We'll take them up uh, in future episodes. If you've already sent me a question, uh, please know I am trying to get to all of them um, and will commit to doing that. But it turns out that they take a little longer to answer than I maybe expected, um, and, and that's okay. So be patient. I, I hope I've got all the questions that have been sent so far, and uh, you can look for an answer to your question in a future episode if you don't hear it this time. Today, uh, again, I want to lift up a couple. Um, the first simply says, um, can the cancel culture sometimes be the opposite of forgiveness? And the short answer to that, I would say, is... Yes, I actually think that's a very uh, good instinct on the part of the person asking the question. Um, and I would commend an article re written very recently, I may have brought this up in a prior episode, I can't remember if I did, uh, by a well-known pastor named Tim Keller that's called simply The Fading of Forgiveness. And it talks, uh, in, among other things, about precisely this. I mean, I don't pretend to be an expert on cancel culture, but my sense is that um, there's a fair amount of intolerance wrapped up in it. And there's this sense of, if you don't agree with me or with my group on every single thing, um, then we can't be friends, you know, which is a very strange way of approaching life. Uh, I would not expect most people, honestly, to agree with me about everything I believe. That doesn't mean I can't be their friend. And I guess in addition to that article by Tim Keller, <clears throat> I would con commend another book uh, by Bishop Robert Barron. I'm trying to get this straight, sorry. Uh, it's called Arguing Religion. It's based on a couple of talks that Bishop Barron gave at Facebook and Google. And the language arguing religion doesn't mean um, exactly getting into a fight with someone, but it means let's talk about our positions. Let's talk about what we believe. Let's have a discussion about the merits of something rather than simply saying, you disagree with me, you're wrong, your, and then you start name calling, which seems to be uh, much more uh, the case of how we approach those things today. So uh, yes, I would say that cancel culture seems to be in opposition to the Christian um, act of forgiveness and uh, moving past something where you've been hurt uh, in order to heal a relationship. Uh, I guess I'll leave that one at that, but I think it's a really good and timely question. Um, the other, uh, only other question I want to address today, it uh, kind of surprised me actually, but it's about um, something related to the history of Christianity, namely a movement called Gnosticism. Um, and I'll just read uh, what the person wrote. I've done some research in the past, but not enough to be educated on Gnosticism. Why is Gnostic Christianity not possible? Why is salvation via the acquisition of knowledge not a Christian concept? Uh, what did we learn about the Gospels that were discovered in Egypt in 1945? 
Um, is there anything we can take away from them or are they heresy as the early Christians wrote? So there's a lot in that question. Uh, and again, I would, I'm not gonna presume here to be exhaustive in my response, but just very uh, briefly, Gnosticism was a movement. It comes from a Greek word, Gnostic, uh, G-N-O, S-T-I-C-I-S-M, I guess, for Gnosticism, um, that means knowledge, right? And so the idea is if you attain this knowledge, if you acquire this knowledge, then you will be saved. And so one of the things uh, this questioner asks, why is salvation via the acquisition of knowledge not a Christian concept? One answer to that would be uh, because we don't believe Jesus was just a teacher a wisdom teacher, right? And some people would argue that's all he was. Um, we believe as Christians that's not enough to save us. There have been a lot of really important teachers of wisdom. We seem incapable of, as humans to uh, take in that wisdom and allow it to transform us fully so that in Christian terms we are saved. Instead, Christianity is about um, a relationship with a living God who has, through his life, death, and resurrection, done the work of saving us. So it's not just about uh, information or knowledge, it's about a relationship with a God who reaches out to us. Now, I will mention three things about Gnosticism that uh, are intention uh, or opposed even maybe to Christianity. And, and again, I think, I'm not sure where this question is coming from exactly. I remember when uh, the Da Vinci Code came out and Dan Brown's other books, there was this sense of, oh, well, there are all of these historic documents, including the ones discovered in 1945 at Nag Hammadi, uh, with, uh, among other things, the Gospel of Thomas, and they were the real Christian faith. And, uh, you know, the earliest Christians suppressed them. Um, I just find that, frankly, to be a not, not a uh, compelling argument. And again, these three items about Gnosticism uh, make it clear that whatever else they are, Gnosticism is, it's not Christianity. So the first is that Gnosticism, uh, and I'm speaking again broad terms, there's good and they're evil and they're equal and opposite forces. That's not what Christianity teaches. Christianity teaches that God is good and that anything that's evil is a privation of that good. So Gnosticism is a little more Star Wars, you know, the good force and the evil force and they're in opposition. That's not what Christianity teaches. That's the first point. Second, Gnosticism absolutely emphasizes that the spiritual is the way to go and that the material is bad and awful and evil and dirty. Um, Again, we've talked about this in past episodes. That is not Christianity. In Christianity, we say God made the world and everything in it and said, it is good. Uh, cultural caricatures notwithstanding, Christians believe the created world is good. We believe our bodies are good. And Gnosticism teaches something totally different. So it differs from us on that. And the third thing is, and this again goes to the, the sort of um, name of the heresy, Gnosticism. Again, it's about secret knowledge, right? So if you're initiated, if you're one of the adepts, if you're one of the acolytes who've been initiated into the secrets, then you can be saved. Christianity has will have none of that. We say, we, we, with Paul, we believe in Christ and Christ crucified. Right? We are very public about what we profess and what we confess and what we believe God has done. Now, that does not mean for a minute 
that we can always make sense of it. I would talk about our faith as filled with mystery with a capital M. And that doesn't mean it's a detective story to be solved. It means that we're talking about truths here that are too deep for us to plumb. But we're not intent trying here to hide those truths from other people. Um, and that's a really big deal as well. So again, those three things, good and evil, um, material versus spiritual, and being forced to become part of the secret insider club, those are all opposed to Christianity. And I would say, among other things, that's why the earliest Christians said, yeah, Gnosticism, whatever it is, it's not Christianity, and it's probably dangerous. Okay, so those are the two questions for today. We'll get to more uh, next time. Thank you again for sending the questions in. Um, and as always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.